everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Looking beardly still, I will say. Yeah, and I've actually gotten compliments on it, which I was genuinely surprised about. Tiff posted a picture of Ben and I on on Facebook, I think, or Twitter, or not Twitter, uh, Instagram. And everybody was like, that beard, it's good. It's working for you. You know what the funny thing was? Is, despite the fact that I've been watching your beard growing with the utmost of interest and Mm -hmm. utmost of care, uh, when I saw that photo that you were talking about posted on Instagram, I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, I had a few of that. Tiff's a cousin that said the exact same thing. I didn't even recognize him. The funny thing was, I think it, it was more because you weren't wearing your glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And it made you, the beard and no glasses made you look like a different person. Because it's wow. not like I've never seen you without your glasses. I mean, I've known you for... Well, there like, was like eight years I wore contact lenses, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I've known you for 20 years at, yeah. this, oh, at this point, right? Like, so it was very like, what the hell? I don't know who that is. Yeah. No, yeah. It, was, it was you. <laughs> was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Like, yeah. But anyway, yes. No, it's still going strong. There's definitely moments of like weakness where I'm like, I should just shave this thing off. But mm-hmm. no, I, I'm going to keep going just for a little bit longer. Just uh, like so, it's it's still the hard cut off date, literally and figuratively, of the fourteenth. <laughs> uh, I don't know necessarily. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. Tiff Tiff ranges between calling me a dirtbag and saying she's kind of into it. So you know, I'm gonna you know, a little pregnancy thrown in there too. It obviously affects the mood a bit, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see where I where I end up. See, maybe like after another week or so, she'll be like, it's like you're a different person and she'll think it's all like super sexy, you know? Maybe, maybe, yeah. It's just, it's so weird. Like I look at myself in this camera and I don't know how it necessarily looks, you know, once it reaches you, but it looks like I've got like a super thick mustache and a super thick like chin beard and that's it, you know? But it's just, it's the lighting and everything. Whereas you look at that other picture they posted, it's like, oh no, it's much more consistent everywhere around. And, yeah, see, like, uh, yeah. that's, but that thing is, is, for some people, that's the style, right? Like, some people want that style. Yeah, evil French villain. I can start twisting the corner a little bit. <laughs> you know, I, there was a period where I just kind of did that with my mustache just for a little while. Like, just like, because it was getting really long. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how, how, how twirly can I get this? And I got pretty twirly. Yeah, I'm at the yeah. point where I probably should start combing it a little bit because it starts getting a little bit everywhere, you know? I'm sure one you're of, familiar. Oh, for sure. One yeah. of my uh, one of my coworkers one year, she got me for Secret Santa and she's like, I haven't the slightest idea of what to get I get to get you. So, she got me a, like, this is, this is what she told me after. She's like, I didn't have the slightest idea what to get you. So, she got me a beard grooming kit. And she's like, he's never going to use this thing, you know? Yeah. And I was telling her the one day, like, I was like, I use that thing every day. I use that kit every day. <laughs> so, so gift of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because uh, it comes with a little bamboo comb that I use to, to brush my beard with. It comes with a little um, uh, brush, like a little brush brush, like a mm-hmm. kind of a scrub brush. And, you know, I use that when I'm, when I'm making the beard. Because when I trim the beard, I I, I don't know. If, here's a tip for you, Chris, because you're you're very new to the beard action. Yeah, very right? new, yeah. But when you're trimming your beard, to make sure that you get an even cut, what you do is you take something like this brush and you brush the beard up so that it like poofs out and looks really stupid. Okay. But you'll, you'll get a much more even clean or like much more even cut when you're actually shaving, trimming. Oh, okay. Okay. You do it that way. So that's that's what the, the brush is for. Is to, okay. To well, that's good to know. That. Yeah. Also to brush like the hair off of yourself when you've <laughs> dual purpose. My it's goodness. Dual this, purpose. This brush, it, also, yeah. it also comes with like it also came with like beard balm and which is which I never understood. I always just like kind of rubbed the balm into my beard. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like this isn't doing anything. And it's like, oh no, you're supposed to rub that into your skin so the skin doesn't dry out. That's not oh. what I've been doing all this time. And lastly, it came with a teeny tiny pair of scissors that Laura co-opted to use for sewing. Oh, so, sewing. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, a little trim, right? Give it a little snip here when you get the the one errant hair, and and uh, yeah, Laura's like, "No, these are mine." And I'm like, "Well, then where did my little scissors go? Because my <laughs> tiny scissors disappeared." Yeah. It's well, not. It's wi- not sewing. It's a uh, needlepoint. No, uh, I don't okay. think about well, it. Well, that's yeah. what wives are good for: is taking your things. Yes, of course. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. 
It's funny. My, my mom hates it and does not make any efforts to mask the fact that she does not like it. So, yeah, it's fun. It, every, it's mixed mixed opinions everywhere. But we, we've talked enough about the beard, Mike. I am I am stressed out of my mind, Mike. Oh, really? Eh? And you are stressed too, I know. But Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my company, and by my company, I mean my parent company, got hit by a ransomware attack on oh, Saturday. Oh, no. And fortunately, my sort of whatever sister company, sub company did not get hit. But those guys up there or down there, I guess, have been working nonstop since Saturday at 9 a.m. And it is now, what, Tuesday at 8 p.m., I think. Mm-hmm. And that's like going to bed at three in the morning, waking up at seven, going to bed at three in the morning again, waking up at seven again. So I feel bad for them. But it's like I've been trying to help them as much as I can. But, you know, there's only so much you can do. When right. you don't know their systems and stuff. And then the other real stressful thing, Mike, is my little boy has all of a sudden realized that he can just get out of bed anytime that he wants. Mm-hmm. And he is making liberal use of that to the point where we basically stand outside the door. He he gets up. We walk him back to his bed. He cries a lot. We get, you know, we leave. Second, the door closed. He gets up again and he just repeat and repeat and repeat. It's the strangest thing. I don't understand, Mike, because... He's been sleeping in his bed now successfully for what, a month and a half, a month at least, something like that. And all of a sudden, he just decided, you know, today's the day I'm getting up. He was having a nap yesterday and I was working over here. And next thing I know, like this kid head is just beside me going, hi, dad. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 Scared the crap out of me. But uh, yeah, so apparently the solution is we just keep repeating it you have to stay in bed and you walk them back and you do it over and over for like a week and eventually i guess it clues into the little child brain that they have to stay in bed when they go to bed but he, he's trying every trick he tried once where he walked out and turned off his white noise machine while he was in bed or not in bed but like trying to escape as if somehow that he's going to convince us that's the morning or something right yeah oh, that's funny but yeah what a little shit yeah william's not he doesn't get out of bed still, but he's done the, he's starting to, you know, do what he can to prolong uh, yes, staying yeah. up. He, tonight, he um, he very much insisted that he had a wet diaper so that we would put him on the change table and not, mm-hmm. and not let him, not make him sit in bed. And meanwhile, um, he was super dry. We checked him. We're like, you're dry. We know you're dry. We've seen you're dry. And he's like, no, no, up here, up here. And sure enough, what do you know? He was dry and we put yeah. him back to bed. Yeah, it's amazing what they come up with. Like Ben just loves to play before bed. And then it's like one more book, one more book. And then he was doing the diaper thing for a while. And then obviously taking all his clothes off the other day. And yeah, it's it'll just they'll just do anything to stay up that extra half hour. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, William tonight, it was really funny. And. I, I, I kind of have to bring this up because Laura said that like you have to tell this story on okay. the show. So, William, we've been doing on certain nights when we don't really have a lot of time uh, for ourselves or for, you know, to do whatever. Um, we'll have a shower with William instead of giving him a bath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ben loves that. Yeah. So, we were doing that tonight and I'll give you some of the reasons why we were doing that tonight uh, in a few minutes. But... Um, William refused to get out of the tub. And usually when he has a shower, he's not like that. Like usually when he's done in the shower, we can convince him to get out. When he's in the bath, then it's like, no, I'm not done. Even though the tub is completely drained and he's like rolling around in it. You know, we're like, there's nothing here. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Get out. So he was like that at the end of the shower. So I bring him into the room because Laura was in the shower with him. So she's getting cleaned up. Like she's getting dressed and stuff. And I'm trying to get him into his diaper and then into his PJs. And he is screaming, crying, okay. absolutely screaming, just ah, ah. And then he's trying to get something off of the top of the change table. And I'm like, I don't want to give you anything on top of the change table because all the stuff on top of the change table is stuff that he probably shouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like cream. Because I told, I've told you about like how he wants to, when, when we're putting the cream on him, he demands to do it himself, but then he freaks out because he's got cream on his hands and stuff. Yeah. So stuff like that. And like, he, there's like polysporin up there. I'm not giving him polysporin. So, so he's freaking out. He's freaking out. And then Laura's like, what do you want? 
And then, uh, you know how we've been working with his letters, right? Yeah. So, up there is the the A magnet, the A magnet. And the A magnet, because he was he was playing with the magnets in his room because we were doing letters, is um, is purple. Okay. So, Laura grabs the magnet off of the top of the change table and she hands it to him and she goes, do you want a purple A? And he's like, ah, ah, purple A. <laughs> like just screams purple a and it was yeah. so funny because it was such a ludicrous thing to scream yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah but we uh we had a we had a day so it was kind of like let's just throw him in the shower and not worry about giving him a bath because mommy needs to relax and it, let's kill two birds with one one stone kind of thing mm-hmm. um so we have begun the process of looking for a new house. Yes. This this house is, it's a nice house. It's been a great house to us until like a week ago. But it has, you know, it served us well, but it's, we're, we're getting too big for this house. You know, like we're bursting at the seams here with all the kids stuff and, and, and everything like that. So... We've been looking. We've been looking around. The very first house we looked at, we thought was great, but it needed a lot of work. Um, we did not bid on that house because we didn't think we could afford it. Okay. Uh, that house went for one hundred and sixty thousand dollars over asking price. That's pretty. Uh, that's substantial, Mike. Yeah. Uh, so we are kind of at this point now. Like we've been talking to our realtor. It's the same realtor who that we worked with when we bought this house. She's been. She was great to us then. She's so we figured. Like, you know, let's work with her again. It'll be fantastic. Um, she told us that there are less houses on the market than there's ever been in in the city, in the country, anything. Um, she said the last slow period. That there happened that happened in this city, there were fourteen hundred houses on the market. The last slow period, right? There are currently two hundred on the market. Oh, damn! So as you can imagine, that's a lot of people. After all of these, you know, very few houses. Sure, yeah. The first house we went to, you know how like people leave their business cards if they're interested in the house, like fifty business cards, like sitting on the table, and we're just like, well. We're not getting this house, you know? <laughs> and so the the second house we looked at, it's an older house than the first one. The first house we looked at was like in the 90s, a 90s house, but it needed like a lot of updating. Mm-hmm. Next house we look at is a 50s house, but it needs a lot of like TLC, like, you know, like baseboards need to be replaced and uh, there's like a door that needs to be taken away, like completely. Re- there's a tree that needs to be get down. So we were like, okay. This is going to scare people away. This this kind of crap. Like this yeah. this house needs more work than the other house did, but it's cheaper. So we threw in an offer on it. Uh, did not get that house. We yeah. we threw in we threw in a fifth. We threw fifty five thousand over asking, and we did not get it. There were over twenty offers on the house. Right. Like I I couldn't tell you if we were on the low end or the high end, but we didn't get the house. We haven't heard how much the house went for, but mm-hmm. Laura and I were both kind of like, I feel like we're not getting this house. And then it was like, oh yeah, there's seven offers. And we're like, yeah, we're not getting this house. Yeah, there's 15 offers. Oof, yeah, we're not getting this house. There's right, 20 right. offers. Why am I still asking? You know, like, like <laughs> you know. Um, but because of all of that, you know, we, we're doing our best to 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 look for houses. But of course, part of that includes selling this house. Right. So we've been trying to get the house into tip-top shape to make sure that uh, it's it's you know good to sell. And the one thing that's nice is we're it's 100% a seller's marketplace right now. Like we will sell our house and we will sell it quickly. And we will probably make a lot more than asking uh as if we if we price it right. Mhm. So um we are doing our best. We're cleaning things out. We actually, Laura was very smart and found a storage center uh, just around the corner from us. Okay. So, yeah. so every day she brings, she or I, depending on who's, you know, who's available, we take a box of, you know, extraneous crap that's lying around and we take it to the storage locker to clear out some space. Uh, so that's the, the main thing that we've been doing to, to clean up the house. 
we've actually had our realtor come through with her her stager and she looked at things and she's like oh yeah yeah this is what we're going to do with the house it'll be great um this stuff is going to get need to get picked uh, cleaned up like we have a carpet on the stairs it's the only carpet in the entire house and the cats destroyed it so we've never replaced it because we're like we'll just replace it when we move so now we have to get that replaced um well when you know it uh last week the three pot lights in the hallway go out right and it was like uh well that's amazing timing like we're already we're talking about you know selling the house so we're gonna have to get this fixed and then after a day or two the lights came back on i'm like oh okay i guess we we won't need to get this fixed and then the next day they were off again and then two days later they were back again right right so it was like okay this is this is ridiculous so uh, we talked to our realtor and she's like, okay, well, I, ha- I have a guy and I'll get him set up and, and just let him know that you're working with me and, and it needs to get done quickly. So, because we, we, you know, want to sell, show the house soon. I'm like, okay. So I email this guy, super nice guy. He's like, yep, I'll come on out to the house on Monday and I'll take a look at it. We're expecting he's going to come over. He's going to take the panel off the light switch, go, oh, I see this wire is loose. Tighten that back up, put the cap back on. Bob's your uncle, all done. Sure, yeah. Yeah, or the switch is dead or something like that. Yeah. 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 So he comes over and takes the thing off and he looks at it and he goes, Oh, okay. Uh, there's no power going to the switch. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that would explain why it, it doesn't work. Um, but I said, but it has like been coming back periodically. And he goes, Okay, well, that could mean that there's a loose wire. Um so what I'm going to have to do is I am going to have to go into your attic and see where it meets the junction box. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds all pretty straightforward. I feel bad because my my attic is a pain in the ass to get to. You have to go through the bedroom closet to get into the attic. Right. Um, even better too. Uh, our, one of the things that the, st- the stager suggested was that we pack up some of our clothes to make it look like uh, there was so much more space in the closet. Right, right, yeah. So, so we had ordered uh, plastic tubs to put clothes in, and then mm-hmm. take those to the storage locker. Uh, of course, the plastic tubs were supposed to come the next day, not the day that I have to empty the <laughs> right, closet. Out. Right. So, so I pull all that out. He, I, he climbs into the thing, and then he's up there, and he's up there way longer than I, I I thought he'd be up there. And he comes back out and goes, "You got knob and tube wiring up there." Yeah, that's ancient, Mike. Yeah, well, knob and tube wiring is from like the 30s. Yeah, like it's my my, old. my house is like my house is like a hundred from it's over a hundred years old. Like my house was built in like the 1880s or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it, mine was a worker's cottage, uh, like by the bay because we live by the by the lake, you know, the harbor. So, uh, so he's like, yeah, you you got like you got a lot of knob and tubing wiring up there, and and you you. You know that you shouldn't have that because that's not good anymore. Like, there's a reason that we yeah, don't it's a use safety that hazard, basically. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, basically, whoever rewired your house, um, they left a strip of knob and tube wiring, and um, and then just like bypassed it by putting more wire on it and then like taping it to the knob and tube wiring, which is you know <laughs> super safe, <laughs> right? Yeah, it makes you really question those flippers who you bought the house from in the first place, right? Well, that's the thing. The way yeah. he talked about it, he's like, this might be older than that. Like, it looks like it's been up that way for a while. So, it might not have been those oh, flippers. Oh, damn. Okay. It might have yeah. been the previous people. But it, it was probably the flippers. Yeah. They probably, but but either way, he's like, what I can do for you is there are two options. One is the easy one. One is the harder one. Okay. So, what are the options? Well, first I can do is I can go up there and I can fix it all. You know, like take that knob and tube wiring out and and replace it with good wiring, like, you know, bypass a junction box. Um, but that's going to take a while and it'll be a, the more expensive option. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's option two? It's like, well, option two is I go over there and I, I, I reconnect your lights, but I leave all that knob and tube in there. And basically, it's just sitting there live in your house not connected to anything <laughs> that doesn't and, sound safe either no it doesn't sound safe yeah. and and he's like he's like it will f- it will fix you know the problem now 
but you you said you're trying to sell your house and if a home inspector comes in they're going to flag this and you're going to have to you're going to have to call me back and I'm going to have to fix this anyway right so i'm like okay i understand we'll probably do the we should probably do the thing that the first thing and also I, on a personal level as much as i don't want to pay more money once i know that there's that's a problem i would i would not feel good about leaving that for someone else to deal with right yeah absolutely yeah you knowing that there's live wiring in in the roof and it's yeah. knob and tube from god knows how long ago yeah that's <laughs> it would make me uncomfortable that's for sure yeah so he he goes he's like okay well i don't have time to do this now cuz i i was assuming this might be a fast a fast fix so i can come back tomorrow i got a job site around the corner I'm going to come back with my friend because uh, our other option is to work outside and it's supposed to be like negative six or something like that. And I don't want to work outside. So I'm going to come here and I'm going to be warm and I'm going to fix your thing. Right. He's like, it should only take me a couple hours. I'm like, great. So um, I talked to another guy because at the same time, this is what else is going on, is I have a new computer. Yeah. And it is a much newer, much fancier, much well built computer than my computer mm -hmm. and basically what happened is my coworker he got the same one who, who gives me all this other stuff that I, I keep talking about on the show yeah he got a fancy new computer and he's like you can have this one the only thing is i'm going to take the the ssd drive that's in it but otherwise you can have the rest of it and i'm like right okay that, that sounds that sounds good so he brings it over and he gives it to me and i plug it in and it doesn't turn on <laughs> right and you put a new ssd in there right no no i didn't because it, it has it has an ssd for windows mm -hmm. and then he had an ssd in that he put his games on yeah and then there was just a regular old hard drive in it okay and that was just for storage right so he he got like the there's the one ssd that's got windows on it and then the the old regular old storage oh okay he just took the game one all right I yeah he you. he took the game one out and i'm like okay that's fine like i you know me i don't game on yeah. pc so it's not a big deal to me the, the hard drive that's in there is bigger than the hard drive in my computer so it's still a much it's still a great upgrade sure yeah, versus, yeah. so I turn it on. It like I sent you a Snapchat. It lights up once the fans start to spin, and then it shuts off. Mm -hmm. So your assumption is because I had to clean it. Like he's like your only your only thing you'll have to do is you'll have to clean it. And I'm like whatever, that's fine. Is that when I was cleaning it, a wire got pulled and or an unhooked, and there's not enough power going to the parts, and that's why it's not turning it on. That's the assumption. Yeah. So my coworker, he's like, okay, well, what we'll do uh, is tomorrow. Do you do you have time? I got, I'm taking a half day at work. I can come by at one o'clock, and I can I can fix the power supply. And I'm like, okay, perfect. That that's great. I got the I got the um, the electrician's coming in the morning, but he says he's not going to be here that long. Great, sounds good. We'll get this all settled. So the electrician shows up at ten with his buddy, and he goes up there. And he comes back and the two of them start talking. Right. And then they're like, that's, it's much worse than we thought. It's and the whole house knob and tube, Mike. That's what I know. No, the whole house is not knob and okay. tube, but everything is so stupidly connected. Like to give you an example of how dumb the electrical in this house is. So my box, my, uh, Breaker I'm box. Trying, my breaker box yeah <coughs> in the it's, it's it's in the basement from where i am in the house i'm in the front of the house on the right side of the house breaker mm -hmm. box is on the left side of the house the assumption is that the upstairs middle of the house hallway lights the line that connects to the breaker box goes out along the basement ceiling into this office, up the wall, back, and then into the middle and down. This is the assumption right. of how it's all connected. They start pulling out wires, like pulling out like the, the switches and stuff and looking at it. And they're like, I don't know where anything attaches. And I'm like, well, what, how do you not know? And they're like, okay, well, you see this wire here? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, and he goes, that's not what the wire looks like on the other side. 
Oh, interesting. So somewhere between where it's hooked up on the on the switch and the where it comes out the top of the wall, it becomes a different wire. Oh my god, is there a like electrical tape wrapped wire in your wall? <laughs> yes. Oh, in no. in multiple places. Oh, that is that's the flippers right there. That's 100% yeah. the flippers. So what they what they basically had to do, they had to go all over the house. They I found out that there's a chimney in my wall that has at some point been taken out and boarded up. Right. Like they're like, "Oh, we're trying to what they were trying to do is they were trying to drill straight up from the breaker box into mm-hmm. like into the wall and then feed it up into the attic and sure, then just yeah. go right over. That's what they were trying to do. Turns out there's a chimney in the way and they couldn't <laughs> drill into it. So like they're like, yeah, because the, the, they were actually trying to feed it down from the from the attic down to the box. And it turned out that they were rested. They, the cord. The wire that they were feeding down was hitting the mantle of the chimney, like the mantle of where the fireplace would have been. Jesus. So where yeah. where is this chimney in your house then? Like <laughs> I, I know it's not useful to anybody else, but where in your house is the chimney? In the dining room? It's in the dining room. Interesting. Okay. It's in the dining room wall, like where the path goes up the side. It's that wall of the so, house. So like the side wall or the wall between the bedroom and No, it's it's the side wall, like going up the if you walk into my house it's yeah. the wall immediately to the to the right parallel with you oh okay yeah okay yeah. yes yeah so that's the wall there's a there is half of a fireplace in that wall like they they've at some point cut the fireplace in half and then just walled it up right <laughs> awesome yeah so they couldn't get past that and then they they like literally they had to add they had to put like three holes in the walls and stuff to, to feed wire from yeah, oh one yeah. place to another. They completely bypassed everything. They took out all the knob and tube that they could find. Cause that was the thing he said to me after he's like, he's like, I got all the knob and tube that I can see. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I have to say it like that because there's, there very well could be all sorts of knob and tube that I can't see that's hiding behind the walls, but everything right. that everything that he could see, he he's taken out. And like, it's funny. I was saying to Laura afterwards, I'm like, the the amount of time the, the, those guys were here for the house to look worse than it did before they got here. And there seemingly to be no change. Like, it's one thing if they were here for hours and they were installing a kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I could look at it and be like, look at that. My kitchen looks brand new. You know, right. But right. instead, it's like, oh, my lights work as they were all supposed to, but now I have holes in the walls where they had to feed in new wires. <laughs> so, are they going to patch the holes too, or is that up to you guys? I think, I think that's up to us. They said mm. that they have somebody that they can recommend for us. Um, it all comes down to like, I, th- I can't figure it. We either are going to take someone who's recommended by the electrician or by the realtor. Cause I, I can't remember if she said that they had somebody or not. I feel right. like she said that they did have somebody because we already have stuff in our house. When, when they came through, we were like, you know, if you look here, this giant chunk of wall got chipped and they're like, Oh, well we'll have a person come and fix that. And so I'm, I'm like, is a, per- is that person going to fix these holes in the wall <laughs> or, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, so they were here. What we assumed was going to be like a a twenty minute, thirty minute job. They were here for seven hours. Yeah, damn, Mike, damn. Yeah. But you know, on the plus side, at least it's fixed. Because what will almost certainly happen is if you did sell the house, and for some reason the home inspector uh, didn't see the knob and tube, eventually they would have found it, and eventually you'll be writing them a big check down the road to yeah. fix it right because you have sold it saying oh no it's all modernized there's no knob and tube in this episode at all right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so speaking of big checks i don't know the big check that i will be writing on this one because the guy was like okay we got it all done and we will uh, i will send you uh, an email he he seemed to think that it wasn't going to cost too much he said we would be paying for their hours like their man hours yeah, yeah. and and very little uh materials he's like they did we didn't use a lot of materials we took mostly old materials out so it's not like they used a lot of stuff the one thing that was really funny too is um you know the pot lights that we have yes 
one uh, when we were changing a light bulb in one of them because one of the lights went out uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, actually, a couple months ago at this point, um, the the pot like the pot light part that's sticking out on the ceiling just pops off. Well, we found one that was very tight for some reason, and it wasn't just popping off. And what ended up happening was we were pulling on this thing so hard that it pulled the entire fixture out through the roof. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and what happened is it turns out these these little clips that hold it into the ceiling and the clip bent. So it didn't matter what happened was we pushed it back in and it just fell slightly back out yeah so we looked into it because we're like okay well can we buy more of these clips and replace the clips and yeah you can but you have to order them from like china in a pack of 400 or something like that so it was like well i don't think i need that many clips to, to fix this one light so what we actually did was we bought four new pot lights to fill to change in that room mm-hmm. just just to be like that way they all match you know, like we bought as close as we could find. Because as it turns out, the ones that we have are discontinued. You can't buy them anymore. Of course, yeah. So we bought the closest one we could find. We were going to swap the entire room and just, you know, you figured nobody will notice because it's in a different room. They just look similar enough, right? So I say to the guy while well, he's here, I'm like, look, well, you're here and you're already up there and you're doing stuff. Can you swap these lights for me too? And he's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it won't cost as much. It won't cost as much as if we were doing a fresh installation because we don't have to buy any of the parts. You have all the parts here. Mm-hmm. It won't take me very long. So we're waiting, like, because they're they're the one guy's packing up because it was the two guys. So they're he's packing up all of the gear that they used for the first job, and the second guy is doing the the other job, and and he's like. So you want me to change these lights? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go get them for you. And he's like, are you sure? Because like, I just bent the clip back into place. And we're like, what? And we go over and look at, yeah, we tried to do what he did and we failed, but he bent the clip back into place and it went back up flush. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You know, just leave it like that. No need to replace the four lights or anything like that. So. Well, that so, just yeah. tells you, you just don't have electrician forearm strength. <laughs> yeah, that must it's be It's superhuman, it. right? It must be. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm grateful for all the work they did. But it's like I said, like it feels like they didn't do anything except put big holes in my light switches. Yeah. You know, so it's like... Yeah. Uh, it's the classic thing like you, you with your car, right? You replace the tires and, you know, you put the car in with tires. You get the car back with tires, except you're now $1,000 poor yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's yeah. the same kind of thing yeah it's it's shitty but yeah it gotta be done mike and now your house is a lot safer that's for sure oh yeah the other thing too was i also mentioned about the guy with the, the computer so i had to tell him to not come because the guys were still here mm-hmm. so i didn't get the computer fixed and then we ended up pushing the episode recording which because normally we record last night but we pushed it so that we could get our our crap together for the offer that we made that we didn't on the house that we didn't get. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was just a, a nice comedy of errors. And, and meanwhile, so you and I are trying to get the show started tonight and I'm having so many technical difficulties and it's like, you were like, man, this would have been greatly solved if you had a new computer. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, it's just, it's, it's literally just, sitting it's there. It's just right sitting right me. there. I know. I know. It's just yeah. taunting me. Same with my uh, my new monitors, because uh, actually what ended up happening, too, is my my office. I, I've told you on the show before that we um, my office is working from home forever. We are we are staying remote. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing massive sell offs of tons of of uh, of work related items. They're selling all the desks, all the monitors, all the computers. Uh, there were TVs up on the walls and stuff. Those all got sold. Yeah. And they were selling them to like get rid of them. Like I got. I got two 27-inch monitors, which I believe retail for $250 a piece for $100 each. It's pretty good. And also the stands, the stands that they're on are $100 each. And I got those for the included. <laughs> yeah, just as it. part of the deal. That's pretty yeah. good, Mike. Yeah. It was funny because Laura was asking, because we also got a new chair as well, a new office chair mm-hmm. and and a couple other things as well. And and Laura asked me like you know how did this how did it all work out? And I'm like I'm pretty sure we paid two hundred and fifty dollars for over a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. So 
they have they anything left, left, Mike? Do they have anything left that I can peruse? They through? might. I, I, I feel like all of the fun computer stuff is gone. Oh. Um, the, the monitors that were the best monitors, the monitors that I bought were my monitors from work. Like mm-hmm. I, I basically, when they, when they were setting up monitors, I was basically like, look, I do some graphic stuff for the company. I think I should have these monitors <laughs> and everyone's like, I don't really care. Like, you know, all the, cause of the people who had them were like, you know, the, the, the sales team, right? sure, like the, yeah. the finance team, they don't care. Do the numbers look any better on this monitor than that monitor? Then I don't care. Then, mm-hmm. So they gave me the nice monitors and I'm like, Oh, I love these monitors. And then it's like, Oh, you're working from home now forever. And I'm like, damn it. I loved those monitors. And then those monitors went up for sale. And I like literally was the first person to, to, say i would like to buy anything and it was i want these monitors yeah uh, so i got the best monitors in in the entire company uh there are other monitors that might still be available but they might be like 21 inch 22 inch oh, I, I don't nothing's want that trash yeah. yeah um i'm sure there are desks do you need a new desk that you could probably buy no because i did my whole office renovation last year or i guess two years ago now but yeah. uh a standing desk would be the one thing I'd want to get, but I don't think I'd want to buy one for my house unless I was kind of in your situation where I'm working from home either full-time or on a semi-part-time basis. Right. They, well, I will tell you this. That wasn't a thing that was for sale. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, too, because they were like, look, we have so much stuff. Like, just take stuff. Like, we, we they were... There was a pile of things that was just knickknacks and stuff. And just to give you an idea of how absolutely random this pile of stuff was, this is the, these are the things that I brought home from the pile. I brought two magnets that were my company's logo. Okay. I brought uh, a space heater, a Bluetooth speaker. Okay. A... DualShock 3 controller that is brand new. What are you going to do with that? Use it on a PlayStation 3. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The only thing that was about it that was bad was it has a big, like the front has a big scratch on it. Otherwise, it's like untouched by human hands. Like it's crazy. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, I got a five, a five in one HDMI switcher. Nice. Don't really. It doesn't have. It's supposed to have like its own power jack, but I don't know. I don't. Yes. I couldn't find the power jack. You can always buy replacement ones. It's probably worth more yeah. than the the switcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So I I just bought a whole bunch of crap. Yeah. Like I well I didn't buy, I didn't buy it. They just told me take it, take it all. We we ended up with like seven puzzles because that was a thing that my company used to do. Was like, hey everybody, here's a fun group activity. There's a puzzle over here in the corner. You guys can do when you're bored. Right. And, right. Right. Uh, and basically they're like, well we have all these puzzles now. Let's get rid of them. So I, I ended up with them and we were we donated them all to my mother in law. So. <laughs> <laughs> she loves puzzles, so yeah. Well, that's good, Mike. That's very yeah. exciting. But yeah, yeah, if they got an inventory list, you know, I mean, I'll just, I'll just take a peruse through. You know, from what I understand, it's all on Facebook Messenger at this point. So I'll uh, see if I can. Oh, I'll, yeah. oh, sorry, Facebook Marketplace. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. Oh yeah, I'll definitely take a look. All right, Mike. Yeah. While we're talking about selling things, mm-hmm. how much do you think the fat original PlayStation Three is worth on the used market? Oh, the yes, one that I've, plays the backwards compatible games and stuff. Because we I mean, are uh, obviously we we read our, redid our basement over the summer, uh, and then we're realizing like, yeah, I, I don't play any of these consoles and stuff anymore. And you know, like the PlayStation Three, I never really got into. We're keeping a few of them, but it's like I think Mike said this one was not valuable necessarily, but like more on the rarer side, I guess. It's definitely more on the rarer side. The yeah. The more common PlayStation that you find are the slim or the super slim. Yeah, the like one. the the second V2, V3 versions, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. Like, they can be de- depending on who wants it, right? Like, yeah. I've seen those. I've seen those go for a couple hundred, you know, mm-hmm. like, like 180 maybe. It's but I've bad. also seen people price them for like 80 bucks because they probably don't know what they got. I was going to say, know? yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would look around maybe and see what uh, what you think you can get for yeah, it. We'll post it up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't want to get rid of like my old consoles, the Super Nintendo, the GameCube, 
because we actually have a substantial number of games for those. The PS2 will keep that one as well. But yeah, PS3, she's just the odd man out, you know? <laughs> so You know, you could play I those. Know, I know where you're going with this, Mike. You could the, play those PS2 games on the I PS3. I know, but the PS2 is just so small. It's like the, the last gen one that they released. It was just Ugh. tiny. It would perform. The games would perform and look better. Oh, you Tiger have Woods Golf, you, Mike. It performed at top speed <laughs> as it uh, was. <laughs> Chris, Chris, you have a fancy new television in that basement, and you want to stick a PS2 with its red, yellow, and white wires into that well, TV? Okay, all right. Let me take this one step picture. further, then, Mike. If we wanted to get real fancy, I would just get an emulator on my computer that's sitting under Tiff's desk that she doesn't use anymore, and just hook it up to the TV downstairs, uh, and it'd run it at like 120 frames per second. I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. If it were me, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. would keep that PS3 <laughs> and play the PS2 games on it. If you're so inclined to play those PS2 games, yeah, I do have a working in television. If uh, if that's interesting to anybody, I feel like you might sell that to someone. Yeah, some sort but of collector. I don't know. I don't. But know I also who. don't want to get rid of it because it's kind of cool, right? The thing's like thirty. Well, this was way older than thirty years old now. Forty years old, probably. Yeah, something like that. Would have came out in early eighties. Yeah. My mom still has a, a like a big sack of Atari twenty six hundred games at her house. Yeah, nice. And she's like, I don't want to get rid of these, and I'm like, Well, you don't have to get rid of these, but you should probably have a working Atari if you'd like to play them you know like <laughs> what are you keeping this sack of games for if you don't plan yeah. on playing them? it's so funny because my mom is like interested in video games but like her interest in video games ended in the 1980s right yeah after the crash yeah well it's like oh well you know i can play dig dug okay well do you want to play this game it's similar to dig dug but it's brand new. no 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 I'm fine with Dig Dug, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get her one of those arcade machines that play all the classic games. I got her, you know, those, um, those like plug and play consoles. Mm-hmm. I got her one that was Atari. It was a plug and play one. And she didn't, she does. She just kind of was like, I got it. And I'm like, how often do you play it? And she's like, your dad is always watching TV. I'm like, well, <laughs> I can't really do anything about that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. It ruined everything. I see. I tell her. I tell her. I know she's all like, it's pretty funny because I feel like she thinks every video game that has 3D graphics is Resident Evil. Because like, I'm like, it's just like the only game that she knows. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I say things where I'm like, I feel like you're, she's like, you know, I'm bored. And I'm like, start playing video games. It's fun. People like Mm -hmm. them. And then, you know, like there's a reason they're popular. And, And she's like, no, I'm not interested in all that blood and guts. And I'm like, not every game is like shoot them in the head games. Like I, I suggested that like, I mean, Animal Crossing, she would probably love Animal Crossing or be yeah. bored to tears playing Animal Crossing. I don't know. The, the, the only game it, that came out in the last century that she pl- showed any interest in was Wii Bowling. Listen, everybody loved Wii Bowling, Mike. Wii Sports, my, one of the greatest games ever released. <laughs> my mom was like really obsessive when it came to Wii Bowling. Though. Yeah. Like, like I'd come downstairs. And she'd be like, so I want to play some Wii Bowling. Like she was good at it, which is really funny. I'm like, mm-hmm. mom, okay, you're good at this game. Do you want to play any other game? And she's no. Okay. Yeah. Why would so, you want to play another game you're bad at when you're yeah. good at this one? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that she should, she should learn a new game and maybe occupy her time better. Maybe, you know what I should get her is I should get her one of those stadia. Oh, Oh, Mike, you're transitioning. I am transitioning. transitioning. That's 43 minutes into the podcast. (laughs) I I told you, I told you I had a story. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Continue on. So stadia, it would appear that the writing is finally on the wall for our friend Stadia. Yes. Yeah. Well, not that it wasn't from the beginning because Google is going to cancel everything that it, it yeah. has. Right. So, but. so as it turns out, Google has made the first step. They haven't shut Stadia off at all. But what they've said is that they are ceasing production of their own games and they are closing their Google game studios, which it's like. Did you not think that this was going to take time? You know, like, because they're like, it, they basically said it was too expensive and taking too long. And it's like, AAA games take at least three years to make at this point. You yeah, know, always, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, 
you're, you're definitely like a three years minimum for like a Call of Duty or something like that. You know, they, they always take forever. But yeah, I yes, I they definitely made it sound like, oh, it's just purely a time and budgetary thing. And then kind of mushed it up about how they're going to continue pressing forward with third party developers for everything else. But it's like, if you don't have faith in your own product, you know, why would anyone else have <laughs> faith in said product as well? Well, and here's I, the... Th- Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and I know there are Stadia evangelists out there who say it is fantastic, and the little people who hate it are people who don't use it. But, I mean, come on. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to exist for much longer. The, well, the big telling thing was, I don't know if you're familiar with Phil Harrison. Phil Harrison is the head of the Google Gaming Initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Harrison is actually a fairly well-known PlayStation like he was a former PlayStation executive. Um, he worked on Gaikai's advisory board. If you remember Gaikai, Gaikai was what Sony bought that eventually became PlayStation Now. So they there's their cloud streaming service. Okay. So he you know he knows his way around uh, you know cloud service stuff. Um, so he's been around for a while, but he put out like a I don't want to say a press release. It was kind of an internal memo to staff. And it was talking about the goal now that they've shut down the the uh, their their own game studios, where what their goal is with Stadia from here on out. Mm-hmm. And there was an article uh, on by the on the Verge where somebody went through his his note and pointed out the fact that he does not mention going anything that they're doing going forward and how it will affect Stadia gamers. He does not mention gamers once. Right. Everything- but he, he does say that the, the platform will continue to exist. But yes, yes he doesn't identify the, the individuals. No. No. He basically, the way that he talks about it is more about, as you said, the platform. He talks about the Stadia platform and the importance of the Stadia platform. And basically what they're saying is he is like... Look, we're basically just going to sell this technology to everybody else and they can make their own game streaming better because they're using our our stuff. Cuz right. like from what I've everything I've seen and heard, the actual use case scenario is great. You know, like it it performs well. It's just that its model, its business model isn't good. Oh, yeah, where you have to both pay for the platform and for the games. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's a terrible thing, especially when Xbox is like, here, play with everything for f- practically nothing every month. And PlayStation have the same service, right? And yeah. So Nvidia like, Shield is a thing. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically what they're uh, suggesting is that the, the Google Stadia tech is going to start finding its way into things like PlayStation Now and in the um, Nvidia Shield so that you can start playing your your games in that in the the cloud sense which is fine by me i mean if they start like if they start incorporating that shit into my like my playstation games like i just bought control on the playstation 5 it was a freebie uh for playstation this month mm-hmm. uh control for playstation 5 if all of a sudden i can just pop that on on my phone whenever i feel like it instead of having to like oh boot up the thing blah 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 I, I mean, I would gladly do that. I mean, I know that there's the whole PlayStation Now thing, but the way that that works is entirely different. Like, it's not you, you, it's PlayStation Now is more of a rental than it is of, you know, like taking the things that you already own. But if they, if they were to incorporate the Stadia tech into the games that I bought and can download, you know, out of the PlayStation store, that would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I have nothing to contribute to that statement. Okay. Okay. And I mean, also think about people who own the Nintendo Switch, because that's something that they're doing to get bigger games onto the Switch. Like there is a a cloud version of Control that is on the Switch that you can play. Um, Yeah. More graphics intensive games like Control or... um, Resident Evil or Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Those are all available on Nintendo Switch via cloud streaming. Yeah. And I mean... That's what I was going to say when you started mentioning the other part. It's like, yeah, that is an untapped market. Is like the true AAA game on a mobile platform. You know, like obviously Nintendo Switch has a lot of great games. You know, the Zelda games, the Mario games and everything. But they're not exactly graphically 
uh, stunning. You know, like they're they're very basic. They're very simple. You know, if you could throw a you know, high fidelity Call of Duty or Resident Evil game or something on there, that would be a game changer, especially with how you know how Wi-Fi is everywhere and data is everywhere at such high speeds now with like the 5G signals and even rural people with like the Starlink technology. Like, you know, it's it's becoming more available. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I, I saw an analyst predict that Stadia itself in its current form uh, is gone by the end of next year. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. So, so we'll see. But uh, other things worth seeing. Maybe some TV, maybe some movies. I don't know if you had any updates on any of that stuff. Uh, I I do, Mike. It's like it's almost like we talked about what we were gonna talk about before the show. Yeah, you just you're like reading my mind here. You yeah, know? It's, it seems like almost like there was some sort of rundown before we started recording. <laughs> yes. Well, very quickly, Mike. Um, for all mankind, uh, it's an Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus show. Uh, it's the alternate history to the moon landing where the Soviet Union lands on the moon first. Uh, it was a really good first season and they have renewed it for season two. So Ooh, if fancy, you're kind fun. of like a space junkie, it's uh, it's really good. It's it's not science fiction in the sense of like all of a sudden we have these amazing technology that you know we don't have in actual real life. Like it's using 60s and 70s tech just with a great story. Like it's, it's a really good show. So definitely watch that if you've bought a new Apple device and you get your Apple TV Plus for free for a year. Um, and in other news, we had a lovely date night. And by we, I mean my wife and I, not you and I, Mike. Would be um, nice. We should have more it, date nights. It would be. It would be good. It would be good. We'll talk about that later, too. Sounds good. Sounds good. But uh, as we decided, okay, we're going to watch the movie Buddy Games. Uh, and from we could tell... Uh, Based on the trailers and stuff. Do you remember the movie Tag? Did we see that together? Or did I see it with uh, Tiff? No, but I've seen the movie Tag. Yeah. It was I a thought, f- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I thought where you were going with this when you were like buddy games. I'm like, okay, is this like a new Air Bud movie? Oh, no. Because they have all those. There's like the Snow Buddies. And then there's Christmas Buddies. You know, where they're all talking yeah. dogs. And no. Air Bud. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole So, no talking dogs? Okay. No talking dogs in this one. Although, I wouldn't put it past this movie if it had a talking dog in it. But but the movie Tag, going back to that, that was mm-hmm. the game where there's, you know, these group of friends had been playing a game of Tag for, what was it, 25 years or some outrageous amount. Now that they're like all 50 years old, they're still playing the game. It's one of those kind of movies. That's what it looked like. So, it's like, okay, great. This whole premise with this game is that they... You know, a bunch of guys get together at a cottage once a year for a week and they do like this big sort of like man Olympics thing. You know, it's very popular concept uh, in real life, too. Um, And Mike, it lacked all the charm and entertainment of tag. (laughs) It was Mm -hmm. arguably one of the worst movies I have ever watched in my life. So, what possessed you to watch it? Well, because we both, and again, by we, I mean my wife and I, really liked the movie Tag. Like, it was just a fun, stupid movie that I wouldn't, I'm going to have no interest in watching again, but it was a great time the first time around. We kind of thought this would be a really fun movie to watch. It has a lot of people that we really like in it. And no, it was just brutal. Just so many storylines that they just didn't deal with. Like, this guy, the main character, pines over his girlfriend the entire time. And at the last second, just changes his mind, doesn't want to be with her anymore for no real reason. Just he likes hanging out with his friends. And I guess you can't do that if you're married. You know, stuff like that. And well, I don't know when the last time we hung out. With yeah, well, I mean, global pandemic, that whole thing. Oh, right. Yeah, for a second, yeah. I thought it was because our wives don't let us. No, I mean, we could blame them for, for the global pandemic. Yeah, it's probably their fault yeah, in yeah, some makes way. Sense. But it makes sense. The main character in the, oh, sorry, I guess like the not the main character, but like the sort of central part of the buddy game empire mm-hmm. is one of the most unlikable actors I have ever seen in my life. He was the actor. I, I, I don't want no. Do I want to look it up now? I'm going to look it up right now. Um, I am DB. Cause there's gotta be some hook that brought you in. You got, it's gotta be like, Oh, so-and-so's it, it, in this. I it was like just him. A, well, yeah, it's got a pretty good lineup. Like it's got, um, Kevin Dillon in it is in it. Uh, Josh Duhamel, is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Josh yeah, Duhamel. Olivia Munn is in it. Dax Shepard is in it. Nick Swarden or yeah, Swartzen is in it. Like it's got a pretty good comedy lineup, 
But the guy, where's what's his name? Dan Bacadol, who plays Shelley, is just oh my god, he's just brutal. He's just brutal, and he gets so much screen time. Mike, it's awful. Oh, okay. I see this guy. He's yeah, I've seen him. He's not usually a. He's the main character. Yeah, that's the main character. So the the main protagonist is uh, what's his name. Josh Duhamel, Duhamel, whatever. Mm -hmm. But aside from him, he's like the number two guy. He's kind of why they get back together for the buddy games. And he's sort of the main, like the alpha male character and and stuff. So he'd be like the number two guy. Even though though on the poster, he has the smallest head, (laughs) the the furthest back of the line and everything. But, uh, But yeah, Mike, it was so... So, so, so bad. And not even Snakes on a Plane bad, where it was so bad, it was good. It just, this is so bad, it was bad, you know? So, I'm looking at this poster, and yeah. I'm looking at the actors that are in this movie. Mm-hmm. None of these actors make me were like, oh, I, I feel like I, this is a movie that I should watch. You gotta watch the trailer. The trailer makes it look fun. But, like, we both like Dax Shepard, and we both like Olivia Munn, and we both like Nick Swartzen, you know, or Swartzen. But I don't know. Yeah, it was just brutal, Mike. Don't watch the f- it. Don't the watch first, it. The first user review that I see here on IMDb is, mm-hmm. was it a comedy? <laughs> That's accurate. It was very accurate. Okay. Well, sounds like you, you wasted your time. Yeah, and that's, so I figured I would waste all of your time on the podcast. Were you, know? you supposed to watch WandaVision and I, then we were supposed to talk supposed about it? I was supposed to and then Mike, I was like, okay, it's Sunday and then all this like the work stuff happened and it's like, okay, well, I'll try to watch it during the day on Monday. I was like, no, it wasn't going to happen. So I'm going to try okay. to watch it for next week because I hear it's getting even more tantalizing. They're up to what? See, four episodes now? This is the fourth episode. Yeah. By the time we record next week, there'll be, be five, five episodes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. This is something I wanted to bring up when I when we were having our discussion about WandaVision, but mm-hmm. we, we haven't, is that people have not been so kind to WandaVision and it's because that they think that it's slow and... There's actually a very good article I read on Forbes that that's titled "WandaVision Isn't Slow." You all just forgot how to watch television. That's fair. Yeah. So basically, what they're saying is because the show has a weekly gap between episodes, and you're not able to binge the entire show in a night, that's why people are like, "It's too slow." There is something to be said about that. That weak gap when you are watching a regular old-fashioned TV show does make a huge difference. Like that cliffhanger all of a sudden has real impact. Whereas nowadays with Netflix and all that stuff is there's only one cliffhanger and it's like the last episode of the season, right? That's all you can do now. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of funny that we basically have forgotten because that's really what... For years, it, there's still like my parents are still watching shows week to week. I feel like if they watched One Division, they'd be fine. But like, you know, like there were people who complained about The Mandalorian for the same reason. They they said that this last season was way too slow. Like, for example, the episode where where they go to the spider planet and everything like that, and people were like, "What's the point of this? This is just filler." Why did they? Turns out, stuff from that episode was important later, but. Because the, you didn't watch that episode, you know, an hour later, it didn't, you know, it felt like it was too slow. Like, yeah, no, I think yeah. it's, a, it's a ridiculous argument for sure. <coughs> like, I, yeah. I thought the Mandalorian season two was substantially better than season one. You yeah. know, it was a much more interesting. I actually thought it to be much more fast paced and actiony. And I don't know, the Bill Burr character who name I cannot remember. Like, what a fantastic episode that he had. Like, it it hit on so many levels. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know what I'm talking about. The season two episode like, with Bill Burr in it? Yeah. 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 It, it was fantastic. What an amazing character arc, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to WandaVision, when you, you watch it, keep that in mind mm-hmm. that the first three episodes may seem like they are slow, but once you hit the fourth episode, it, it kind of hits the ground running. It's just that... You know, that's kind of how it was, you know, like you, you, you got to set, you got to set the stage. Yeah. 
And you know, they, like I, people, I think people, especially when it comes to like the MCU and stuff, even Star Wars and all that, but MCU especially, like I feel like everybody's forgotten what Iron Man one was like and Thor one was like and the Incredible Hulk, which we just simply do not talk about, was like because you have to like roll out these characters and you have to mm-hmm. give them backstories and you have to explain why they are even here. Whereas we're so far down that road. We don't we don't worry about that anymore, right? We know all of these guys, so all the latest movies can just jump right into the action, right? Yep, yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, I'm enjoying it. I was enjoying it before it picked up, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see how it uh, how it all pans out in the end. There's still another four episodes because there's eight. I believe there's eight episodes total this, this season. What yeah. genre would you classify this as? Like it's mystery really, almost it i would say because it's very much like what is going on yeah you're definitely. trying you're trying to piece together what's happening based on what you're seeing mm-hmm. because there's, there's a lot of clues in the first three episodes yeah there's a lot of normalcy and then because i've only seen the first one but then like that dinner scene all of a sudden it's like wait what's going on you know mm-hmm. and now i'm really intrigued i want to figure out why this sort of weirdness happened and yeah and then of course the closing where it was like the the show was on the show being watched by somebody else. Yeah. 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 You do find out the answers yeah. to well, some of Well, probably what's going to happen, Mike, as soon as we're done this podcast, I'll go watch two episodes with Tiff. So. Oh, well, then in that case, I should probably let you get going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to go and I'm going to collapse into a heap because it's been a long damn day. Because, you know, I didn't do anything. Somebody else was crawling around in my attic for seven hours and doing tons of work. That guy went home and he he deserves the break he takes. But you know how it is sometimes when you're just like, God, I'm ex- so exhausted and you didn't do a damn thing. Hey, mental exhaustion is a real thing, Mike. It is. It is. And I have some. And I'm going to go. And you can go watch WandaVision. But on that note... That is going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong. You can send an email to the dads at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again as soon.